0: Hi, everybody welcome to another episode oh our first 2020 episode of hey. the, the osing curious webcast yeah welcome back happy new year to everybody um this is uh this actually kicks off our second year of doing uh webcasts yeah. last year we did 26 of them and this year we are uh, looking to do some uh some really cool ones too And uh, this week, we have our normal people. Myself, Micah Hoffman. We also have Ginsburg. Say hi to everybody, Ginsburg.
1: What's up, everybody? Happy 2020.
0: 2020. And Nico. Hey, what's up, everybody? Dutch OSINC guy. Sector 035.
2: Hey, welcome to the new year.
0: Yeah. And we're also joined uh, with our first guest of 2020, uh, Roloff, who is the creator of Ortimo. Uh, Roloff, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. Terrific. Hi. Hello, and welcome to our show. Just a couple of things to get out of the way uh, before we start off here. Uh, we do have um, a bunch of people that are, ha- are attending in, um, in, attending live with us via the chat. Uh, if you have any questions and you're attending live, please go ahead and use the QA function, and we will go ahead and uh, take your questions for Roloff or for us, and we'll, we'll go ahead and announce it on air. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and let's get started. First, let's go ahead and talk to Roloff here a little bit. Uh, Roloff, uh, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about you, how you came into uh, uh, making a pretty cool tool and you know what you do uh, when you're not doing Vortimo stuff. Uh, thanks, Micah. Uh, yeah, my background is actually in
3: IT security um, I started a company with a couple of friends in 2000 that was called uh, SensePost, and we did um, security assessments and pen testing and that kind of thing. Um, and my my kind of role there was more uh, doing um, external pen testing, you know, over the internet, those kind of things. Um, and I, I I think I was there for about seven years. Um, And it became, you know, it became too serious for me. We were 15 people. I know now, nowadays, they're still going strong. I think they're about 80, 90 people. Um, But I left in 2007. um, And then in start of 2007, 2008, uh, I started another company that was called Paterva. And we made a product called Multigo. Yeah. I think so, I know that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think most people on here know Peterva and yeah, Multigo yeah. case file and all of the other versions.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, you know, I started making Multigo and the, the idea with Multigo because um you know, I had this idea that a lot of the, the footprinting work that I was doing during uh external uh reconnaissance of networks um is is is, is really um Structured data that could be visualized pretty neatly with a graph, um, and then and then it became it became pretty easy to realize that a lot of other things were also connected, like you know via whose information. Back in the day when we still had whois, um, we had uh, you know you could link email addresses to um, domains, and then you know from email addresses you can link it back to social. Uh, network profiles, um, and those things became little pieces of code that eventually we called transforms, um, and uh, and and that became a you know that became a very successful product over the years. Uh, I left uh, Paterva in the end in December of 2017, so it's now almost well, it's a little bit more than two years ago. Um, and you know, also part partly there because um, it was getting to be a, a pretty big company at the end, and you know, I'm not I'm not really good with big companies and those kind of things. Um, and also because you know, I've been doing it then at that stage for ten years. So if you were doing a talk, um, I used to do a lot of talks at Black Hat and DEF Card and a lot of security conferences. And if you just start doing a talk and you know, you basically submit to the review board, and they go, oh, "It's Multigo, it's Multigo again." Um, then, you know, you, you really have to start digging deep in order to to make it really cool. Um, and I guess that's part of you know those two things combined. I don't think I was the right um, kind of personality to commercially take the product where it should go. Um, and so, you know, that combined with the fact that, you know, I wanted some new challenges uh, made me leave the company. So I, I, I left as managing director in uh, December 2017. Um, and then for a year, I basically uh, painted and uh, cooked and baked um, and uh, did all the, you know, handyman jobs at the house. And then... Uh, I think at the start of this year, uh, at the end of, uh, sorry, last year we, in, we in 2020 now in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in, in, at the beginning of 2019, I said, you know, um, I really wanted to do, uh, maybe I can give you a little bit of uh, a background on, on where Votimo comes from. That'd Cause I great. always, I always wanted to build, um, I always wanted to build my own browser. And if you ask anyone, you know, at the cons and friends of mine, um, you know, if you ask them what Relov wanted to do, it was, hey, I want to build a new browser. I want to build my own browser. Um, and I think...
0: Why did you want to build your own browser? I, I've always wondered, you know, I mean, people have different passions. They want to do things. Was there something mm-hmm. that you saw in other browsers that was missing or do you just wanted to challenge? Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we think of browsers today as... Um, you know, we we have a model of, of the internet that's very much a um, website and web page containing data model. But, um, you know, it, it means kind of that if if data resides in, uh, if the same data resides in different places, you, you can't really get an overview of that data. You can't get an idea of what's really going on because you have more than, you, you know, you basically have silos of information. You know, if something is on facebook and it's on on instagram and it's on twitter and it's the same person there's there's nothing that tells you today that that is the same that that is the same person and so i was hoping to do something that is more kind of you know data centric and not so much a source centric uh, browser so at the moment a source centric we we kind of go well this is you know this is on this page and it's on this website um, so so it's source centric. And the other thing that I also think is, um, I think it's kind of ridiculous that the, 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 the data providers, the people that, that have these websites, dictate to us how our data should be rendered. Hmm. Um, and so you have a situation where my view on data on, let's say, Instagram um is the same view as that my mother has on the on this on this data and i have different needs than she has so i want to see it in a different way so um i, I really don't like the idea that the, that the uh, the owner of the information gets to decide um the way that i consume the information um and and that's why i wanted to build my own browser um, now you don't just you know get up one morning and build your own browser um that's pretty that's pretty hardcore uh, you need a lot of developers. You need a lot of um, money. You need a lot of data um, if you want to have a data-centric model. Um, so the the problem is, you really have to be one of the you know four big players. You have to be Google, or you have to be Microsoft, or Facebook, or Apple. Um, and I'm not. Uh, so I said, well, okay, the only way that I can that I can play this game at all is looking at only at a small subset of data and that small subset of data being the data that you've browsed and therefore you need to record everything. Right. So you need to, you need to be, um, looking only at the data that you actually, um, uh, you know, that you've browsed to, um, and, and then you can do, you know, things like, um, object extraction from there. You can do, um, all sorts of interesting things on a small subset of data because of the computing power. Now, I guess one of the biggest um, gripes that I've had with this, or struggles that I have with this, is that it makes a lot of sense to move that um, processing into the cloud. Um, but the problem is that if you move it into the cloud, then everybody shouts, "Ooh, privacy!" And you, you know, my data is moving off my um, personal computer so- onto the cloud. And so that makes it a little bit, and this is, sorry, and this is one of the issues that we always had with Multigo.
0: Uh-huh. Um, well, and it did, it did your, your, lo, your building Vortimo um, actually come as a, as a project at, uh, that meshes with the, I want to build my own browser. So is this kind of the way you got in there?
3: That, that is exactly, yeah, okay. yes. Um, okay. That is exactly how. Um, so the, the only way that I can do it is on a subset of data.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Vertimo for those people that haven't uh, um, haven't heard of it before or haven't actually tried it
3: yet? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's 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 basically, like I said, it's, it it tries to be. Um, it tries to be a, a, a different perspective. It tries to give you a different perspective on the data that you've already that you've already seen in your browser. So it records everything it records all of the, all of the web pages um, it then does object extraction on those uh, on the text of those web pages so object extraction I mean I'm going to put it real simple I mean we look for email addresses we look for hashtags we look for aliases we also look for names we do a pretty shitty job of it because it's really difficult and we need to do it all locally on a machine so that's not that easy to do, but we kind of try to do it. And if you do it over many different web pages, then the results tend to be better than if you only look at one web page. But we look at things like telephone numbers, you know, um, hashtags, at some stage we were even extracting, um, dates, you know, like year, month, day and and day of the week and things like this got a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Um, we also, uh, do uh, we we extract the, the images that were um, on on the pages, and then basically on the um, on those things, uh, we allow you to uh, you know uh, simply click on any of those things that you could uh, collected, and hand it off to a whole list of different links that we've put in there. Um, you know, useful links like you know uh, I don't know there's there's so many of those links. you know we have a, we're, I, I gave an intern the job of you know looking at all of the different things that are maybe interesting um, and and then you can um, ship the data off to there. Um, but also once you've tagged something and said this piece of information is important to you, um, then we almost provide you with what I called like a augmented browsing experience meaning that within the browser itself um, we do things like underline certain terms um, certain email addresses uh, things that you've marked as being important um, but also things that the software kind of says hey you've seen this on a couple of pages so maybe um, you know this is important to you and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, pull your attention to this term or email address or, or telephone number or name or whatever and say you've seen this a couple of times on other pages maybe this is important to your investigation.
0: Now it, that's an interesting point you use the word investigation. so is vortimo meant for open source intelligence investigations, penetration testing recon did you build it for a certain market or just you know to accomplish the goal of of recording and highlighting certain information on the internet?
3: Well, I mean, my background is security. And, you know, that's kind of where everyone that I know is from, you know, the the IT security and OSINT um, background. So I think it'd be, um, I think it'd be, you know, um, a good idea to, to, to play to that strength as a start. But I can tell you that, for instance, my daughter, she's a candidate attorney, um, she's seen it and she's like, well, this would be great if, if you know, for cases that we read, um, you know, we, they, they read through like these cases and, and the way that they connect things together from different uh, transcripts is, is archaic. I mean, they basically have to make notes on a little notepad. So I think it can be used, you know, on, on, on not just, you know, on the OSN community and on the intelligence and and law enforcement, those, you know, the, the kind of, you know, we all know that, that, that kind of crowd. Um, But for sure, that's what I'm playing towards at the moment, because that's the crowd and, and the technology
4: and the kind of um, industry that I know. and And that's basically to why I like, I think it was almost six or seven weeks ago that I, well, sort of, called you and Fordimo out, like, please make some more explainers about the working of of Multigo. Because um, um, from my experience and background, every time you roll out a tool like this and the more novice beginner people get so lost in all the buttons they can push and all the options it had. And and, well, with this still being in beta, I could only imagine people, misinterpreting uh, the intentions of Fortimo, uh, its options. So, again, thank you for for making those series of videos, because I think now, especially, I'm an ocean practitioner for over 20 years, so I can figure it out myself, probably, at least I hope so. I hope so. I try. At least I try. You do try. try, We'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I
0: I look at how you went from. I can figure it out. I kind of can figure it out. I I try to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I try. So, let's say damage (laughs) control, right? Uh, So that's why that's why I thought it was really important to ask you, like, can you please tell the audience who uh, immediately dive on a a beta version of uh, looking to be pretty awesome tool, but. I, it would be so bad if they uh, decided to leave it alone or, ju- or maybe start using it in a wrong way. So, and that's why I think, uh, especially when it comes to non-OSIN people or non-online investigators, but just a, a general journalist or a researcher who isn't doing this on a daily basis, it's really important that they know how to use the software by itself. So I just wanted to yeah. briefly bring that. Well, in.
0: and and I like the fact that you not, you didn't just make a you know, roll off. You didn't just make a, a, a PDF or a FAQ. You actually made a video, which I appreciate. Cause I don't like reading manuals. It's just, not, it, I come yeah. from, I come well, from so, a cyber background too. We just don't like so, doing it.
3: So, so Micah, I don't like writing documents. Either. <laughs>
0: <Thanks. Good>. so, <laughs> so, um,
3: I, I, so, so Nico, just to, just to, um, reply to what you said, um, I think uh, look, I mean, the, the uh, I can, I guess coming from Multigo, um, a background myself, it, 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 you know, this is pretty simple compared to what we did in the past. Yeah, I um, so, I, so I thought it was kind of, you know, I said to people, um, my intention was this to make a tool that is like a broom, and and nobody writes a manual for a broom or doesn't understand how to use a broom or a fork you know a fork doesn't come with a little tutorial on how to use a fork but clearly i failed in this because um if if, if it's still um a, a lot of buttons and things and and looking at it i mean i guess it, it is because uh, you know i i kind of uh, looked. I was there in every step of the growing up of this thing, and you know. Then we add this, and then we add this. So everything kind of makes sense to me and falls into place. But I can appreciate if you say, you know, that it's that it's not um, something that has a one-button interface that says, "Show me the evidence."
4: Yeah, and I, I just think it's it should be. Um, uh, it's so powerful that people should know its power properly instead of misinterpreting things because then research can go wrong. Right? So that was my, my idea about asking you to clarify it a little bit, which was a wonderful job. So thanks. I can ask you uh, another question. eh? So if looking at your background, uh, what you've done over, well, probably decades listening to what you've just told us, what is something that you, would like to learn or get better at looking at maybe your info security background or maybe the developing of tools is there something in particular that you have never come to in improving
3: um i would say uh, look i mean it's it, one of the things that i'm consistently bad at and it seems to um not be my forte <laughs> would be uh, uh you know would be understanding the business side of things always i i tend to um not be that great at, at at that and and i've been told that in the past as well so um and 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 even you know with with and even with people going you know understanding uh what it is exactly what they want
4: yeah which makes sense right it's i i I couldn't agree more. I think that's a hard part looking, if you are a hands-on practical guy and then you have to make hard decisions, right? That's sometimes not an easy job. should never be as underestimated. Yeah. And, um, I, and,
3: I, and, I, and I think Nico, Nico, just the other thing, I think one of the things that was always been a, a very difficult thing for me was uh, determining what new features to put in next. So prior, uh, the priority of the features, not necessarily the features, because we always had a list of features, you know, 100 at any stage. But then deciding, okay, this is what we're going to do. And scaling, and scaling even the development side of things up to the level where you can do more of those things at the same time was always, I- I'm just bad at that.
4: Yeah, well we can be good at all things, right? I think we all have our own fall pitch, right? So uh, looking at that and, and looking at the answer you just gave me, what would be uh, advice you could give to uh, let's say our attendees or, or listeners and viewers who are maybe starting their own business or in the ocean field? What, what's your uh, maybe biggest lessons lesson, lesson or lessons learned that you wanna, well, let us know?
3: Okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I like them big. I think, um, look, I I think at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that we um, did right with Multigo, and I can only speak about Multigo now, right? Because I'm only one year into this new venture Um, is uh, that the community was really important to us and and i think you know everybody says that everybody says oh but the community is important but let me tell you when we um when we managed to uh put a uh a version a, the community edition of multigo on the kali linux distribution that was probably one of the best things we could have done ever um and i mean it's not something we did um much in them invited us to be you know part of their distribution so i guess you have to have something that's not entirely shitty um but you know <laughs> not we were, entirely we,
0: shitty that's a good part at late game for <laughs>
3: so, so we i mean we were lucky that that he that their team you know him him and and the team said hey do you want to be part of this um but it meant that the community all of a sudden became massive um and 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 one of our um, ways that we always worked was what I called, um, you know, in terms of uh, going into an organization was like, you know, from the bottom up. So we we try to make this technology um, appealing to the end user, e.g. the engineers, the analysts, the people on the ground, the guys that are doing the work. And then they take that to their superiors and say, this stuff really works you know, and then you might sell, you might sell nothing. You might sell one or two licenses. Um, but as time goes on, those people start saying to their superiors and you know, to their, to other members within the team, hey, this software is great. So the bottom line is you need to, you need to appeal to the people that are, that are using the software not the people that you think are going to buy the
0: software.
4: Yeah, okay? I think that makes good sense. Yeah.
0: So, um, Roloff, when when you're doing when you're making the tool and you're thinking about like the world of OSINT that we're living in now, um, I I can't I can't help but think that a lot of the OSINT that we're doing it has something to do with social media. Does social media have any do yours? Does your tool or do you have any uh, issues with social media? Because I know that um, you know Facebook and Instagram and and TikTok they're always doing security things to make it more challenging for people to exploit their platform, extract data, and gosh, you know, that's sometimes what we have to do for our investigation. So yeah. do you have any issues with some certain websites? And I'm not asking you to name the websites. I'm just <laughs> sure. in general. Sure.
3: So, so, so that's a, that's a really good question. I like that question. Um, when we started, uh, you know, when I started multi-go like way back within the first year, um, interestingly enough, we got a seasoned assist from uh, a very big social network. I can't, I can't tell you who, but I'm sure you can guess. Yeah. Um, and they My were. MySpace. Yeah, it was. My it space. was not. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't. You know. So, um, and, and that made us change our thinking back then. Um, and it also contributed to the architecture that we used at the end. Um, now recently, um, I gave a talk at a conference in Netherlands about exactly about this uh, subject. Um, And, and that is, you you know, the different ways the the challenges and different ways of, of, of getting information off a social network. So, so there's, there's almost, there's almost like two ways that we do it today. And that is either through, um, through the APIs that they have, you know, and then you need to, and then you need to live with the limitations of that API, and also you need to be able to know that at any stage your provider can kill that API and just decide, "Hey, no yeah. longer, we're not having this." And we saw that exactly with the Graph API with Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, but on the other side, uh, you can, uh, and the other way of doing it is literally scraping it out of the out of the, you know, what it looks like on a screen, and scraping it out of the uh, the document object model. Um, And there's there's pros and cons on on either of those two. But in the end, and and I'm saying this, um, having done having I haven't done it in 10 years, but I've worked close with the guys that have been doing it. So, as you know, social links and social net. um, They've, they've been, you know, providers of these of those transforms to Montego, and we've seen exactly the challenges that they had to deal with right now. The the only thing that I can say to listeners is that it, you might look at their service and say, sure, it's expensive, right? But if you're not paying for it, it means it's not going to be maintained. The trick is not the trick is not is not to be able to scrape information off a, a website or a social network. The trick is to be doing it every day for the next ten years. Yes. You know? That, that is, that is what, that is what's hard because these guys are not idiots They change um, their techniques in order to um, ensure that you don't scrape pages. And so doing it once, and I've had so many people come to me and say, Hey, listen, we've got a transform for Multigo, or we've got this little app. It's really easy. Look, uh, we, you know, we can put in an email address and we resolve to a, you know, let's say a Facebook profile and we, and I say, okay, great, but are you going to be able to do that for the next five years? Yeah. And they, and, and nobody has the answer for that. That is the trick. And that is why you're paying these people money is because day in and day out, they need to sit there and find different ways to do this. And when, when, you know, something changed completely, um, you know, they have a customer shouting at them five minutes later saying, Hey, I just trying to resolve this email address to a, to a Instagram profile, whatever it is. And it doesn't work. And
0: yeah. That's that's why you're paying them money, you know, and that's why you're paying them a lot of money. Yeah, and, and many other tools, uh, open source tools, Recon NG is the perfect one that comes to mind. Great tool in the beginning, and, and he accepted module, Tim Tomes accepted modules from everybody, and what happened was is that, you know, there was uh, some modules were being maintained and some were not, and and then I would imagine what happened is when people you know install transforms into Multigo, and those transforms would not work, they wouldn't say, oh, it's that transform, it's Multigo doesn't work the yeah. in general, and you're like, no, Multigo works fine, you added something sure. different. Sure, I
3: I think the one thing, um, and this is something that I said in the talk that I gave as well, is that I don't see a model where um, software can be indefinitely free and we have or put it this way if software that we that needs maintenance and 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 software within osn needs maintenance because we have a changing landscape um and i don't see a model where that software is is free it just can't be free unless it's sponsored somehow by someone that says um you know here's money to do this work it just it just can't be because then it
0: in the long term, it just won't be maintained. Yeah, or it's maintained by a team of volunteers, and that presents its own uh, set of challenges as well. Yeah. Um, I would love to continue this conversation. We have not had a webcast, though, for four weeks, I sure. think, and there's a ton of news. We would love it if you would stick around and, and help us process some of the news that's, uh, that we're going to be covering. Um, so, uh, but first, uh, thank you very much, Rola, for being Thanks, on so. here. Thank you for making the tool. And one of our first one of our first uh, sites that I want to show you is the vortimo.com website uh, where uh, people can sign up for the beta 3. Is that right? And it's I think it said that this is like the last beta, is that right? Yeah, you know, look, I mean, Micah, we
3: I mean, I'm, I'm basically saying Beta 3 and you got to sign up because I don't want to do support. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I gotcha. And if you have more questions about uh, Votimo, as you can see, there's there's lots of nice pictures and videos and stuff here too. Um, so, thank you for making all of that for sure. us. Uh, Thanks, Really, guys. really
1: interesting. I will say that you've been a, a, a very big uh, help on OSINT.team as well. I know that they're A lot of people have been reaching out to you on that. And uh, I think that uh, you interacting with the community over there at OSINT.team has really helped a lot of people kind of get better in regards to a lot of this tool and stuff. So that's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man.
0: I appreciate
4: it. Yeah, thanks for being on.
0: Yeah. All right. So before we get into the news, I do have uh, just some huge thank yous to go out. Uh, first off, we got ourselves a new corporate sponsor. Thank you very much to Rendition InfoSec uh, for being a, a sponsor of our, our podcast webcast and our, our project. Uh, we also have several people that have come aboard from Kelsey and Joel, uh Teniso. Um, we also got Michael, OSINT Techniques, Mirza, Robert, and Ed. Thank you so much for your contribution and helping us keep, keep the lights on here at the OSINT Curious Project. Yeah,
4: thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, next, uh, let's get into some of these news. So um, there is a page here on Aware Online. Uh, That has uh, the title uh, Search for Telegram Groups Based on Location. Now I love geolocation. Nico uh, Sector, do you want to talk about this?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I added this. Aware Online, Um, he's a Dutch guy, really, really nice guy, really awesome too. And he once in a while writes little articles with really, like the little gems that you sometimes need. So this is just a basic tutorial on how to run a, a virtual phone or virtual Android um, within I think you use Knox, um, how to use the location info and then open up Telegram and uh, look for groups within the area. Um, it's really simple. It's a small article, but he, he writes blogs like this and I love them. It's just a few minutes of reading and a lot of information. So I just yeah. really wanted to give a little shout out to him.
4: After reading this, I, um, uh, tried to test this and what I found really interesting as a use case, when you have uh, huge demonstrations or riots. You can virtually place yourself on a map uh, being in that same area. Yeah. And surprisingly, you will get a lot of people, which you then again can pivot into and corroborate to find out if they are uh, actively participating in the demonstration. So, for instance, if you are looking into, let's say, some kind of rally with some kind of political group and you want to know which people who are there who have their geolocation. Groups and stuff turned on within Telegram, you could get, uh, you could in potential get a good guess on uh, who's there with whom and probably who's talking or connecting with whom. So yeah. I found it really interesting to immediately to get it to put to practice because, well, at this moment in time, practically uh, the whole world is burning with demonstrations everywhere. So it's really neat to, well, to try it.
0: Yeah, and it's yep. interesting to see uh, the geolocation aspect to it, of it be, too, because a lot of platforms are moving to geolocation turned off by default, but, but now many of them are adding back in the, why don't you talk to the people that are near you that are on the platform and people aren't turning that off. So um, doing the technique that he showed there to, where you can just add people that are nearby you, that is amazing when you uh, have a virtualized location. And there's another one here uh, Aware online has uh, create your own OSINT flowcharts. Now we know about Michael Bezell's uh, Intel techniques, um, flow charts that are out there for OSINT processes and stuff uh, here. I uh, he goes through and, and again, it's a little short blog here um, that talks about creating your own flowcharts. These look like mind maps. Is that right guys?
2: Yeah. That's uh, Xmind Zen. He okay. mentions it uh, above. That's what he uses, but yeah, there are different tools you can, uh, you can use um but he uses it um the mind mapping software he uses it to create his own little flow charts because Michael Pascale's flow charts are absolutely top notch but there are things changing once in a while in uh in ocean world and it's always good to know how to create your own flow charts just like to create your own uh tools or uh cheat sheets or whatever just one of those little things again Small yep. block, awesome content.
0: Yep, and um, I have a Ocent um, mind map that is is not a flowchart per se, but it is something that uh, is out there. It's on my GitHub. Um, yoga. Yeah, well, it's not even yoga. It's um, it's actually a, a mind map that we use in my class. That ha- it's it's essentially a template for um, githubcom webbreacher tools. Um, of course, I spelled the tools with a zero. Um, in OSINT Tools, there's this OSINT mind map here. This OSINT mind map is one that has uh, we've been using for about a year. Has a whole bunch of templated information in there. Some ideas for how you can you know uh, use a mind map for for use for scoping questions for an open source ins- assessment, uh, but also you know hey if you're going to be collecting data, here's a whole bunch of things that you might want to think about. Um, I'll be changing it in the coming weeks months, but it's there.
1: I I will say it is an amazing mind map uh, as as someone who's been able to go through and actually use it it has a lot of resources and a lot of uh, specific pivot points that you would uh, you'd be able to go through and kind of virtualize out there it's 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 a really really useful tool that Micah made so yeah.
0: Thanks buddy actually uh, I I put it out there Steve Hall one of my former students was the one that actually uh, made it what it is now put it on. Uh Just kidding Rainbow colors. <laughs> right. I take that fact.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm taking the Dutch is way, guy. I'm trying, and then I'm, I think I'm trying, and then I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try to try. So
0: I'm going to get you. One,
1: <laughs>
0: <not>. <laughs> well, here's another thing. This is on Twitter from user uh, Catalyst256, Adam Maxwell. Uh, and he did a blog post about this certificate transparency list, but about looking at them as they're being, as new certificates are being made. Is that right, guys?
4: Yeah.
1: yeah Drinking uh, from the fire hose. That's really
4: cool. I, I, I really found this interesting because this is a particular field within the ocean landscape that I'm not that good at because it just hasn't got my interest overall this year, or at least not enough. So I found this this particular blog really, really interesting to, to learn from and, and learn how he does it. And I think that um, Sector, was it you that you also provided the Shodan filter yeah,
2: I, I think the compliment article. Yes, this absolutely.
4: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and for me, still, Shodan, I like um, um, looking up stuff in Shodan from time to time, especially with, with certificates and all that kind of stuff. But it's still, there's so much for me to learn because for me, this is more of a tech. I like to call it technical OSINT um, just because I like it. to call it that way. and And this is... Uh, more of a field that I have never been been into in my past career. So this is something I really learned from.
0: Yeah, and if we go back to the blog post, uh, what essentially it is, is you use a tool uh, that is installed with or can be installed once you have the Python programming app on your system. It's called PIP, it's a Python installing for, it's an installer for Python to install extra modules or libraries in Python's case. You from a command line do a pip3 install search stream, and then when you run search stream, it will go ahead and start listening to the uh, any certain listening for any certification that any certificate HTTPS certificate that is made in I'm sorry, TLS or SSL certificate that is made, and then it'll show you uh, where it was made, when it was made, and what domain it was made for. So you can monitor this stream. If you are somebody that is concerned so about somebody else making a typo squatting domain for you um, on, on, for your site or doing something maliciously, you can monitor this and, uh, and do some alerting off of it. Cool. Um, one thing I wanted to just throw in here is don't F with cats. Um yeah. I finally finished – I flew back from uh from somewhere today and, and I finally finished this series. It's just three Netflix shorts, but it was really interesting. Um did any of you uh watch I, it too? I saw the trailer.
1: I've not watched the whole thing. It looks almost disturbing, so I don't know.
2: Yeah you know, <laughs> No, it it's really good. Um I've I've watched it. Um well I I had to watch it. Um, I also send out uh, a newsletter during the holidays with stuff like this. I've watched it all. It's, yeah, it's a really, really creepy story. Um, And it really shows on one hand what the importance can be when the public starts searching, but also what the downfall might be. And, yeah, also really big points about awareness for law enforcement um, when it comes to the public helping out because the, that, that's one of the major parts of the story.
0: Yeah, that was those are some excellent points, uh, Sector. And that was some of the things that I was gonna highlight is one, uh, this shows what happens when well-meaning people that don't understand about operational security, they don't understand about using uh, false personas or research accounts or sock puppets on social media do. And essentially, I'm not, no spoiler alert here, but they find somebody that is um, doing, what's that?
2: Well, they also found someone that's totally innocent and it doesn't end very well with them.
0: Right. They did find somebody that was innocent and then they went back onto the person that was uh, essentially uh, moved from killing animals to uh, killing a person. Um, And they, some of the people there were, were not using false personas and the person, found the the uh, killer, actually was able to find out who these people were. Also, conversely, like what you said, sector is that some of the law enforcement were not available to to accept help from just random people far far away about something that they knew about that might have happened in their in their area. Yeah. It is Netflix, and I know that was a little bit vague. It's Netflix, and um, I think it's worth a watch. It there, the disturbing parts they sent they censored out. You don't see anything that's really bad, but they do discuss some really sensitive topics there. So, um,
2: absolutely, yep.
0: Just for y'all to know, um, let's talk about facial recognition for the public. This was uh, Nelson's uh, log. Um,
2: yes, yes, yes.
0: Sector, is this you?
2: Yeah, I added. I mean, it in. this isn't um,
0: you, but you added it
2: oh i'm i'm no i added it um no it's not me <laughs> yeah. um no uh i know that bellingcat also um i think it was eric uh, eric Tola, who wrote about um facial recognition and and uh, fine clones and, and those yeah. tools. yeah and yeah here's someone else who also goes into like facial recognition uh part of yandex and the image recognition that Google and Bing, for instance, uses. And just to show, even with different ethnicities, um, sometimes there is a bit of a hit and miss, but Yandex still, it's, yeah, it's just awesome. I I got no clue what kind of techniques they have in the back end, but uh, (laughs) they provide some really good results. with main, for now, what I see, uh, a lot of them are Western people or people from like uh, Eastern Europe. But yeah, it's just a another small block. Someone diving in, doing some research, uh, running some tests, and yeah, it's yeah. it, it's really good. Yandex is still king when it comes to that.
0: I think Yandex is is a very good website uh, doing a lot of things, whether it's uh, maps or translating and uh, for, for faces, it's absolutely my go-to website because it is just that good. And I think this person, uh, Nelson talks about that up here, that it appears that, that Yandex is doing more facial recognition instead of just, Hey, this is a picture of somebody's face. Let me see if I can match color tones and stuff. Um, But, you know, who knows what's happening within Google and, and all of that. Uh, they might be doing the same thing. Yep. But Yandex, definitely awesome. Okay, uh, Milcom, I'll bet, Nico, you you put this one. that has to be. This has got SIGINT <laughs> all over it, wow. and I know you're a SIGINT guy. Is that right?
4: Yeah, well, yes. uh, I, I, yeah, I did. It was me again. Um, no, I was triggered by this because this was during, um well, the last week during the Iran um, incident with the downing of the plane. And, um, this was posted by, uh, a guy on Twitter, which I will put in the show notes because I don't know, he does SIGINT monitoring all the time with a bunch of friends. So they have a bunch of radios lined up and they just track, uh, audio transponders. Let's say every radio single coming, uh, single coming from an airplane or something that can fly. Um, and that's something, well, I just like to geek out on from time to time. and and But also with that, they use these uh, call signs or codes to inform each other for risks or something is coming ahead or uh, someone is flying too low or too high. And that um, triggered me because we were looking into what happened with that plane. Was it an accident? Was it downed by a rocket? Well, we all know by now that Iran made an accident, uh, but at that moment in time, it was nearly impossible. And I found it really interesting that someone um, who was totally into singles intelligence decided to just post on Twitter, well, people, if you are uh, looking to geek out on, on, on codes, uh, this is a notebook which I have kept tracked of of how, which call signs mean what. So, if you ever in the future have an investigation where there are where there's audio of let's say uh, the pilot making a certain statement which you can't figure out, you probably can find it on uh, Sigint uh, um, forums, blogs where they keep track of what codes mean. So, this was just me trying to point out that even if you do not have the expertise yourself there will probably be some kind of blog or uh, a database out there which can help you and which you can learn from again
0: yeah so well, and the, and the bars really come down for signals intelligence with the release of 20 or $30 uh, RTL SDRs and a huge amount of information about how to use them out there. Um, I got one from a buddy of mine, and he within 15 minutes, I had installed software that allowed me to retrieve the ADSB beacons coming off of airplanes. And I was pulling what planes are at what altitude and going at what uh, velocity from about 16 to 30 miles away so it's amazing what we can do with sigint now
4: yeah 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 and like you said for like a few bucks uh you can just play around play around and
0: learn so so nico you brought up this bellingcat thing um they did they made some pretty big announcements and pretty big uh uh, correlations discovery and stuff uh do you want to share a little bit about that
4: well, yeah. Well, I thought it was a really cool week for open source intelligence in general, and Bellingcat, well, they made the news almost everywhere. Um, why? Because the team um, got pointed towards a video on Telegram on the 9th of January. And in that footage, there was an explosion to be seen. And um, well, supposedly, initially, um, they said, that's, this is a video of the downing of the, uh, PS seven, five, two plane, right? The Ukrainian plane, um, which immediately the team wanted to verify is the video authentic, uh, and what can be seen. And, um, well, uh, team members like Nick Waters and, 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 and Christo, they all jumped on it and, and Giancarlo and they, uh, well, did their thing. Right. Um, What I found really interesting in this one that someone had um, a great mind and figured out that um, when you look at the video, you see an explosion and a few seconds later, you hear the bang, right? Mm -hmm. So that's sound traveling at a particular speed. So someone within the team was uh, on high alert or something. uh, And they said, well, what if I can calculate the distance from that? And then I'll know approximately, or near close enough, where the person filming is in relation to the explosion. And then you can figure out, um, draw a circle, where uh, the boundaries are of that sound, and then you overlap it with the flight uh, line of the PS752 and compare it. And well, when you look at where the plane was going, the transponder lost connection, Why, we still do not know. But when you look at the sideways, it's well, we, I think at Bellingcat, with high certainty and probability have proven before, Iran admitted that the plane was at least downed by something.
0: Right. And then after Bellingcat made that announcement, I saw that all over Twitter that uh, there's a high likelihood that, that the plane was down by a missile, and we're going to continue to investigate. Some other things came out, like the uh, announcement that there were bulldozers at the, wreck- at yeah. the wreckage site, and they were, Bellingcat was saying, hey, we're trying to document all of this, and then I ran – the United States, and I think the British uh, intelligence agencies all said, yeah, this was a missile and it was intentional. I
1: think so, Trudeau came out first and said something to the effect of, like, they had pretty spot on evidence that linked it to them. And maybe even that it was a specific Russian style missile that was sold to Iran or something. And yeah, yeah kind of I mean, corroborated the, in there.
4: The picture but, started circulating from the ditch with those those hats, which we were not able to verify because there were not enough reverence points of the area. We could as Bellingcat say, well, those ditches are in known to be in Iran and also in that particular area, but we could not tie it to either the crash site, uh, the shooting site, or the filming site. So, yeah, but it was really, I, I found it a really exciting and interesting week. And especially for me, uh, well, I knew how to geolocate stuff, right? But I never would have thought of calculating the distance based on speed. So that, well, yeah. that that was really something else for me to see.
0: Yeah, I loved how the story broke with social media and then Bellingcat jumped on it and other people j- jumped on it too. And then using physics and other things um, and then yeah. eventually plane communications. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I and the New York Times
4: also did it, some awesome work in this. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I love now that Bellingcat is part of the Illuminati and the, the far right says that, you know, the crash never even happened and Bellingcat is covering up for everything. So just tell us what's going on, Nico. Just, you know.
0: All right, wow. That's our sign to move again. Move on. It? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Sector, why don't you tell us about this quiz from 2017 that you tweeted out and then you just did some new stuff with.
2: Yep yeah um, at the end of 2017 i thought yeah you know what as a little thank you gift for the quiz time crew um, i created like an online manhunt Um, i think in the last two years before i tweeted my new quiz i think like a handful of people finished it it was way way too difficult so I've dropped some hints and I have prepared some new content for that. And then I thought, you know what, let's just create a whole new quiz. And I created a multi, um, multi stage, interactive quiz, you have to email answers and you get a reply back if it's correct. And there are quite a bit of levels that you have to go through. Um, you simply email starts to ozentquiz at gmail.com. The subject has to be start. Um, you, you get every info that you need and it starts you off and each and every question that you get is some kind of topic. It's about social media. <clears throat> um, one topic is specifically about exit information um, that you can get from uh, a very well-known photo website. And I even dropped in a little hint like, okay, maybe also use the developer's tools and see whether you can find the API of that website because that gives you all the information you need right in your browser. So So is this uh, like a a learning capture the flag almost where each of the different levels presents a different skill? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a capture the flag, but it's more, yeah, I call it a multi-stage quiz because you advance with every correct answer that you send in. Okay. Um, you advance to a new question. Um, I drop in some new things that I discovered. Um, I drop in some things that not a lot of people know. So, you, hopefully, a lot of people learn something from it. And I've heard a lot of people actually say that they did. Um, and on the other hand, at the end, you get a couple of questions that is just, well, nuts. It's <laughs> really good OSINT uh, practice for people that, uh, that are looking to kill some time.
0: Very good. Well, I wish all the contestants that choose to send that email with the start, uh, good luck, and may the odds ever be in your favor. Um, let's move on to hindsight is 2020. What is this hindsight files? Who put this in the list of things to talk about today, Mr. Nico? Uh,
4: no, clueless on this one.
2: No, that's me. Sector. <clears throat> yes. Um, Brittany Kaiser, a whistleblower of the Cambridge Analytica files and they're dumping um, original material with a lot of stuff that probably some people want to keep hidden. Um, So I haven't, I've I've been really busy with other stuff lately. So I haven't gone through all the details. But here are some leaks, you can download these zip files. um, And there are um, original emails and, and documents and everything like that. Um, all Excellent. going back to Cambridge Analytica. <clears throat> so
0: these are the internal things that, uh, Cambridge Analytica maybe discussed when they were working inside Facebook. Yes. Yes. Okay. So right.
1: did anybody else watch the great hack with Brittany Kaiser and the whole Cambridge Analytica
4: thing? Yeah. I watched it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just I, I I don't I don't know how I feel about Brittany Kaiser as a reliable source in regards to a lot of this stuff but I, I don't know it seems like she's wanting to try to turn a new leaf and, and do the the correct thing I just from from everything that I saw on there it seemed like she was kind of integral to uh, being part of the whole 5,000 data points per person per you know, attack kind of uh, uh, campaign style yeah. stuff, and I, I don't know. I just I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to go through and trust this hidden hindsight is 2020 type thing just because I know that she's kind of full backing it.
2: So.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, it's out there. If people want to look into it, we have no idea what's in there. Be careful. There's zip files that somebody else is giving you for free with sensitive data. We've seen many times where this type of thing goes horribly wrong. And those things can have uh, Trojans, viruses, other things in them. Not saying they are. Just protect yourself. 100%. All right. So that is the news how about if we move to shameless self-promotion and upcoming events? Um, and the first one that we have is from a, an organization that we've, we've seen and a bunch on, the, on Twitter, the yeah. NCPTF, uh, the National Child Protection Task Force. They're having a conference in Arkansas in the end of June and it is uh, very inexpensive. And there are a whole bunch of really neat people that are going to be presenting uh, OSINT and other things that you might need if you are somebody that works with uh, children, uh, people being exploited, and uh, maybe even human trafficking.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, and Kirby Plessis couldn't be here with us today, but she is uh, one of our one of our members and she has a website here with a whole bunch of trainings some are open to just law enforcement and some are open to anyone then of course we have the open source intelligence summit yay that's yeah. my baby it is happening next month actually in february yeah it's just a one day osint conference people like dutch OSINT guy are going to be yeah. there ginsburg you coming
1: uh, I don't know yet. I I Maybe. may actually be able to be out there, but we may do something remote as well. So I'm not sure. Everything's kind of uh, ah. Yeah. Come on, beer's on
0: me. Oh, there okay, you go. I'm there. <laughs> uh, You yeah. heard it here first. Everybody gets a beer on Nico. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, there's also in my Twitter. Um, for those of you that are interested, there is a discount code. It's not a discount code. It's a price reduction code to get the cost of this event down from $800 to $175. Take a look at the, um, my OSINT, uh, my Twitter feed, or I think previous show notes, we put it in there too.
1: Not a discount code. It's a cool kids code. That's so. right.
0: It's like, it's not, don't call it a comeback. We've That's been- right. We never right. left. Um, also, uh, while we're talking SANS stuff, Nico, didn't you just do a webcast?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's it's recorded now. So I just wanted to point out, if you missed it, you can go look it up. There was a, lo- a huge demand for uh, me talking about operation security. So I uh, oh, yeah, gave a talk awesome. from uh, approximately an hour. So, nice. yeah, if you want to go check it out, check it out.
0: Awesome. And that's on SANS's webca- website. Uh, there's a arc- a webcasts and archives. And then lastly, Ginsburg, was this SECKC thing something that you wanted to post?
1: Yeah, yeah. So SECKC, if anybody's in the Kansas City area are going to be in Kansas City on Tuesday the 14th, SECKC is doing their first, um, our monthly meeting. We do a monthly hacker meetup. So uh, we are doing workshops this time around, show up at 6, 630. Uh, I'm gonna go through and do an intro to OSINT, uh Hello, OSINT, at seven and at eight fifteen. There. So if you're in the Kansas City area or if you're gonna be in Kansas City, come see us it's
0: at SEC KC. Yeah, it looks there. like a great event. I mean, intro yeah. to Bitcoin. Yeah. How much? How much does this cost?
1: Uh, this is free. This is what? absolutely nothing. Really. Yeah. We, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we try to go through and do workshops at least two times, three times a year where we break it out. We do kind of mini camps where, you know, we're doing at least half an hour, maybe an hour on a specific subject. So you got SSL fingerprinting, you got intro to Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency like investigations. You've got a lock picking village. You've got a learn to solder village. I'm going to do the OSINT stuff. Uh, so it's a good time. And uh, yeah. you know, anytime anybody got it, Kansas City, yeah, come set KC because it's a ton of fun.
4: Yeah, and beers on Gins.
0: Yes, and Ginsburg will buy you beers. <laughs> uh, all right, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, That is all the time we have, and I want to thank a uh, huge thank you to Roloff uh, for coming aboard and for yeah, thank answering our questions and for helping us understand a little bit more about uh, Vortimo and about Maltigo and about himself. Thank you, sir, being for being on.
1: Thanks for, thanks for doing more stuff for OSINT, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks Excellent. a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah and uh, Rulof, uh, do you have any conferences or things where people can see you uh, sometimes? Or soon? social
1: media, or anything else we can post about you?
3: Um, I I tend to make it always just about the company and not about myself. Um, I mean, we Votimo Tech on on Twitter. Um, I guess that's that's the best way to see what we're up to. Sounds
0: okay. Good. Thank you. Um, Sector, any last words? We're running out of time. So quickly,
2: what do you got? I've got no words. The only thing I can say is tomorrow, in OSINT time. Oh, That's yeah. right. And, uh, if you
0: don't know uh, Sector, you all should know. You're our listeners. Um, Sector does a terrific uh, industry standard OSINT uh, weekly publication off of his Medium site. Go and visit that absolutely every week thank you sir for doing that too nico You're welcome last words bye <laughs> excellent <laughs> short sweet to the point wow two weeks ginsburg
1: good yep okay have a good one be good in the next in the new year learn something new
0: awesome yeah. and i've been your one of your hosts here uh, michael hoffman i think that everybody should uh, do one thing that's stay us and curious thank you everybody for coming bye have everybody. a good night bye, bye.